Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Tash. And I am Damo the Great. <laughs> and together, we are so excited to bring you the Barry Chronicles. On today's episode, we thought we would introduce Tash Yay. so you can get to know a little bit about who she is, her weight loss surgery journey, and some of our hopes for this podcast. We will also bring you a segment that makes our foodie hearts happy, Deals for Tiny Tummies, a little slice of foodie heaven featuring our favourite products for our weight loss surgery lives. And in the future, we will introduce you to the wonderful and inspiring people that we have the privilege of knowing. These people come from all walks of life, but a common thread ties us all together and that thread is weight loss surgery. But for today, we wanted you to get to know us better. So it's time to chat. Tash. Yes, Damo. So what brought you to the point of your first weight loss surgery? Because I know you've had two. I have had two. Um, my very first weight loss surgery was way back when lap bands ruled the weight loss surgery world and it was suggested to me because I'd been in a couple of car accidents and I had a massive hernia um, as a result of the car accident and in order to be able to fix the hernia I needed to lose weight and I just had our fourth child. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, so it was um, it was just what was suggested. I just ha I hadn't been able like we'd been in the car accident, and it was only five weeks. Um, I was only five weeks postpartum at that point, and it was just obviously very hard to exercise very much in those you know first few weeks. And basically, after I blew out that big hernia, I was just unable to get my weight to come back down again yeah it's um pe people don't realize the effect that a car accident can can have on on your whole body and mm. and your ability to be able to just bounce back from stuff like that yeah i just i really didn't have um the ability to be able to bounce back at that time and uh the insurance company took its time to decide who was going to pay for for things that you know as they do and anyway um we ended up paying for me to have the the lap band surgery so that we could get my weight to come down so that the hernia repair could be done and uh really the lap band is the thing in my life that i regret doing the most well wow. yeah so what happened with that um well for me uh, in my, for my experience, I, I had it put in and I really had nothing but, but dramas with it. Uh, I was always vomiting, eating foods that were going to be of, you know, um, high nutritional value was extremely difficult. Things that just slid on past the band were much easier. I did lose weight. Um, I lost about 20 kilograms, but honestly for the amount of um, pain that that I was in all the time with it and the vomiting and all of those things it really didn't seem like it was worth it 
And unfortunately for me, um, one day I woke up and I was just unable to get anything to stay down at all. And uh, we waited about 12 hours. Then we contacted the surgeon's rooms and um, he said that I better come in. And I ended up um, having a total gut obstruction. So the band had, had slipped and sort of flipped on itself and there was no way for anything to go down, no food, no water. So I had to have emergency surgery um, to have that. I thought it was being removed, but they just replaced it and it ended up, um, you know, doing a similar thing again. It wasn't as bad the second time, but I ended up having it removed. Wow. So you're, you went back to your original surgeon and had that removed? Uh, no, no, I didn't go back to the original surgeon. Actually, after a period of time, the original surgeon didn't want to um, have anything to do with that anymore. So it was actually a very beautiful, wonderful um, gynecologist who found a surgeon that was willing to remove the band from me and I will always be incredibly grateful for that. So anyway, that that whole period of time in my life was just an absolute nightmare. Um, It was so stressful. I spent a lot of time in hospital. I was very unwell um, and it, it impacted my whole family. And I just, I have so much regret that I ever went down the path of a lap band. Yeah. Uh, So basically I ended up swearing off weight loss surgery. I couldn't imagine ever, ever putting myself in that position again. And I decided that I would just never do it. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. So you have never named or shamed your original surgeon. Yeah. Um, and the the surgeon that, that actually took it out, do you think that would have affected their relationship? Do you think well, they... Well, I don't know. I suppose I think that it probably could have. At, at that time, the surgeon that removed the band from me was, was a younger surgeon and um, he just said that he just couldn't leave me like that. And I will always be profoundly and completely grateful that that he was that sort of person and that he made it possible for me to just really go on with my life at that point and at that point I had um, younger children I just wanted to be well that was all that I wanted I just wanted to be able to function and that that was what what had been taken away from me at that point the band was just a terrible terrible um experience for me personally so I'm I was very grateful for a long time unfortunately though um my weight continued to climb so I was never one of I I um yeah I just wasn't able to get on top of the habits I suppose the things that had happened to me I I ate my feelings and I ate a lot of my emotions I had things that were quite sad, I suppose, happened in my childhood. And um, I developed some pretty unhealthy coping mechanisms as a young person. I did the best I could. I think we all do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for me, um, I turned to food. And so even after the lap band um, situation, I turned back to food. And unfortunately, it just um, sort of snowballed from there. 
And I think most of us would find that for for all the diets we try and, and everything, our body tends to always fight to go back to a even higher weight than what we started at. It it did with me. My setting point um, just seemed to keep increasing and increasing. And by this time I'd had five amazing children um, and my body just, my body just never, ever um, wanted to bounce back to a lower weight. I was always, it was always increasing and my health had suffered after, after I had the, um, the hernia and all of those things and my weight continuing to increase, I started to experience a lot of different um, gynecological issues and I had um, problems with my blood sugar, I had problems with my blood pressure and everything was just increasing um, in that regard. So it was just becoming a situation where I, where I knew full well the way that uh, that my health was heading because I had family members that had been bigger people. I knew what heart disease looked like. I knew um, the different types of cancers that were possible and all of those things. And I didn't want to go down the same path. I was yeah. desperate to not um, ever, I suppose, if it was within my power to to help, to help, um, you know, shield my family from those kinds of things. I wanted to be able to do that. And, um, of course, we know that some of those things are just indiscriminate and it doesn't matter what you do, but I didn't want to have my lifestyle contributing to anything like that. Yeah. So for, for so many of us that have had weight loss surgery, there's the mental health aspect. Yeah. Um, do you mind if we touch on that? No, not at all. All right. So yeah. in your younger and teenage years, you were quite an amazing ballet dancer. Yeah. You went to a Russian ballet school. So obviously you had a certain body type to be able to do that. I did, yes. How does that affect you mentally going from that sort of potential career um, to where you're needing weight loss surgery? So um, that... That was a ballet summer school and that was an incredible opportunity and um, it was actually an injury that um, put all of that on hold and I look back on that and I think that that was probably the start of it for me. I knew based on the fact that I had that injury that that the career that I wanted was um, probably never going to happen and I started eating. is that because you'd sort of restricted yourself so much yeah, to, definitely. to achieve Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Uh, I, I definitely had disordered eating patterns um, that, had, that had grabbed a hold of me early on and um, it was really quite, really quite sad when I look back on it now. I, I, feel, I feel quite sad for, for young me uh, because I really believed that I needed to be a certain why I had to have a certain body type and in that particular industry you have I had to have a certain body type in order to be able to succeed at what I wanted to do so uh, as I felt that slipping through my fingers uh, the um getting to the point where you need weight loss surgery 
is just the most confronting thing. And because there was always and still is such a weight bias, isn't there? there you is. know, and and back then, especially in the in the eighties and nineties, if if you were over a certain size, forget about ever being let on stage to dance because no one wanted to see that fat chubby person yeah. dancing. Well, I I will never forget. It was it was an audition for a a big. Um, it was a big deal anyway. It was a, I, I won't, I won't name the event or anything, but um, I auditioned with the group that I was in and everybody was accepted but the little chubby girl. And that little wow. chubby girl was me. And that was announced over a microphone to hundreds of people. And um, that, that I think was probably the start of the eating disorder um, that I had when I was younger. And then disordered eating just sort of followed on. Um, I struggled a lot as I as I got older, my my later teens, my early twenties. Um, I just I really really struggled in myself so much. And then after the birth of my first uh, child, my weight just had ballooned, and um, yeah, it just kept on. I just kept on yo-yoing between and every time I'd yo-yo up, I'd go just a little bit higher and I'd never quite get back to where I was. Yeah. So do you think it's an important thing uh, for people that are looking at having weight loss surgery to explore any potential mental health issues? Absolutely, 100%. I think that the, um, that the, men that the mental health aspect of the weight loss surgery journey cannot be um it cannot be understated or sorry it cannot be overstated just how important it is yeah um i was i was so trapped for so long um in my own shame spiral i suppose that i just could not see a way out and it really took a lot of intervention it took some psychological help for me to be able to see that there was any kind of value in me because I'd lost so many potential careers and potential things that I I had wanted to do because of my increased size that I just loathed myself so totally and completely yeah and that doesn't just disappear after after successful weight loss surgery no does it? no it doesn't so um, you went on to yeah. have a have a bypass? I did. I went on to have gastric bypass and it was it was wonderful. Um I at at my highest weight, I was you know up over 150 kilos yeah. and um and, and you're I, a very small frame. I mean, you're going to you you were on your way to the Australian ballet yeah. uh if it hadn't been for an injury, so a very small frame person with 150 kilos yeah it was it was this that's a really really significant amount of weight on on a small body and for me it um it was when when i had when i had gastric bypass and suddenly my weight started to decrease um it was just it felt incredible but it also felt so confronting because suddenly I was living in a world again where people noticed me and people saw me 
and I'd been invisible for years. And isn't that amazing? And that, I think that goes back to the weight bias where the bigger we are, the more invisible we can be. That's a lot to deal with when suddenly, oh, I'm losing weight, so now I'm acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's exactly how I felt. It was something that I struggled with, desperately struggled with. So I'm assuming that uh, in your sort of circle there would have been people that um, had never noticed you before. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There were people that that just were completely, you know, unaware of, of my existence. Um, I... And it's such a strange dynamic when suddenly people that have never spoken to you before start talking to you after eight years, nine years of seeing you, you know, even on a daily basis, a pickup, you know, school pickup or drop off, those sorts wow. of things. It's just, it's just. Um, so they actually just on. come up and introduce themselves or yeah. as if. Yeah, people, people did that. And, and, you know, I. I decided early on because, as we had already discussed, I did have the lap band um, situation. So I had lost 20 kilos before. So I did know that I, I knew that people would probably treat me a little differently. But wow. Yeah, that's. Wow. Like I when, when people come up and introduce themselves. So I decided that I was going to be kind because honestly um you know being bitter and resentful about the way that i was treated would be like you know me drinking poison and hoping that someone else would die um yeah yeah i i do understand that yeah so because so often people that have weight loss surgery um almost get accused of their personality changing after they lose weight um do you think that's a thing or do you think it's a combination of a few things or i look i my personality and the way that i am now uh would probably appear to be really different to people that um that didn't know me well yeah Uh, i think that i have had some fundamental moments in my life that have taken place over the last few years that have caused me to change as a person weight loss surgery is probably one of them but my confidence has increased and um what i feel i deserve has also um not not what i feel i deserve has increased but my ability to ask for what i deserve yeah has increased because suddenly you don't have to be that happy fat friend that um, never makes a Waves scene or that doesn't, yeah, or so, doesn't say, "Hey, I don't like the way you're treating me." Don't do that. Yeah, I so I'm definitely um, really well able now to, you know, speak up for myself, and um, and also I would hope that I speak up fairly for others too. Yes, and I have noticed that actually on, on occasions when we've been out, when when someone makes a comment about someone else, you certainly let people know where your boundary is mm. in regards to how people are being treated. Yeah, because it's okay to have boundaries. It's 
incredibly healthy, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So something that that I've been asked a number of times, and we've seen on on our uh, support page that gets asked a number of times, is relationship breakdowns after uh, weight loss surgery, and yeah. and you know. Do you think it's a given that everyone's going to have major issues in their relationship or? No, I don't. But I do believe that relationships change. Um, I think for some, I think for some people, relationships just become all the better, the sweeter. They're, they were already possibly quite good to start with Um, but I think that weight loss surgery can certainly highlight differences and rapid changes can be really difficult to navigate if change is something that one or the other party struggle with so I think that it it really depends on on the people involved um, whether they whether they struggle or not yeah so Probably with with relationships, like with mental health, um, and getting getting help on that journey, yeah. even leading up to weight loss surgery. Do you think it's a good idea for for people to sort of go on that journey together in their relationship and and have that open communication? That you know, I, I know when when Kim had weight loss surgery, I was sort of feeling a little bit. Oh, is she going? to suddenly get all this attention and yeah. I, but I realized that that was a me problem yeah absolutely it wasn't a her problem that, you know she was doing it for her health and and whatever reason she was doing it for was totally up to her yeah it wasn't my right to dictate to to her to my wife how she should go about or whether she should do it or or whatever and I realized that but but I am a very introspective sort of person and I, I like to challenge myself. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I think for some people it's like their partner can almost take it like a slap in the face. Yeah, I think so. And you know what? Like personal growth is probably the key to this whole journey. Like it's been five years now, nearly five years since I had gastric bypass and I over those five years, what I've realized is that if I am not growing and I'm not allowing myself to change and also the other people in my life to change and develop and we grow together, then really we're just staying in a stagnant place. And that's not, that's not who I am as a person. I love growth. I love to challenge myself. I love to change. Um, and that's just become something that I've had to adopt, I think, as a mindset. And I think that I'm um, going into weight loss surgery and with the with relationships particularly, if we can have that growth mindset, if we can think about the way that we can develop together, then then the relationships get stronger. But I think if values wow. aren't the same, or at least aligned in some way, then relationships can be pretty difficult to maintain. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not so much the the losing weight. It's just you know suddenly you're able to do more, and and maybe you want to 
it, it was always someone's dream to go bushwalking. Yeah. And so they're like, hey, I've lost – how much did you did you lose? I, I've lost 100 kilos. Wow. So, okay, I've lost 100 kilos. You know what? I'm going to tackle that mountain. Yes, I'm going to right. walk it. But suddenly your partner, they might be used to – your, your your thing on a Saturday yeah. is is rolling out of bed, cooking breakfast, and then sitting on the couch for the rest of the day. Yeah. And if they've gotten used to that, and they're not on the same journey as you, do you think that's where the, the I absolutely, can... absolutely that that scenario is just so common. Most of us that have that have been larger or whatever for whatever reason, um, I, I know for me anyway, I became very much a house hermit. I was at home most of the time. I didn't like to attract attention. I didn't want to be out. I didn't want to be doing the things that I loved because I hated the looks, the stares, the comments. So for me, once that was no longer an issue, once that barrier was removed, I set about making sure that I broke other barriers. Yeah. And watching that, you know, for my partner or whatever, for my children, it's a strange thing. They're watching this person that's been very much a homebody, very much um, quiet and reserved, suddenly going to the gym, suddenly going out for coffee all the time, suddenly we don't lie in bed on Saturday, we don't sit on the couch, we go out, we shop, we walk, we go to the botanic gardens, we deliberately wow. place ourselves in situations where we might be swimming, we might be at the water slides, we could be doing anything. But but for me, I suppose, the thing that I've learned is that, that see, they're all the things that were like stored up inside my heart, the things that I wanted to be able to do. Yeah. But I just didn't feel that I was in a place to be able to do them. So in my in my heart, I was no different. I was the same. I was just living the life that I wanted to live on the inside, on yep. the outside. Instead of watching someone on YouTube yeah, do it. In, that's right. <laughs> Instead of watching someone do it, I was doing it. Yeah. And it was wonderful. But confronting for other people that are looking on going, oh, my God, you have totally changed. Well, no, I haven't. It's just that I can now do the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. Incredible. I think it would probably even be worth for, for people starting on their journey going, you know, this is what I want to be achieving down the track so that you know when you're getting to your goals. Absolutely. Um, I mean, even for, for me, I, I had a time where I could barely move off a couch, you know, and and since moving to Victoria and having some treatments and stuff, which we'll talk about another time, but, you know, I'm, I'm able to to go shopping and and doing more and and we've we've joined the local swimming pool so that we can go swimming and do all that sort yeah. of stuff that I've only ever really dreamed about. Yeah. But starting to to actually do it, you know, and embrace your life. Yeah, because we've only got one life to live. We do, and the saddest the saddest thing I think would be to have to have weight loss surgery and not actually change in terms of well for me anyway it would have been that awful feeling of still living exactly the same way because I felt just so limited and held back and quite interestingly I think um the whole pandemic thing 
had us locked indoors for two years. And for yeah. me anyway, it's just made me so determined to live, to truly live my life, mm. to go out, to enjoy things, to go to my local carols at Christmas, to be the person who's in the middle of Queen Vic markets in Melbourne when there's thousands and thousands of other people there and be okay with that because yeah. we do only have one life to live and let's not let's not waste a single day of it. Yeah, even if you haven't had weight loss surgery. That's right. You know, how often did we would we tie ourselves up inside because we were overweight? And, and we just felt so bad. But but you know what? Life is for living and that is the that is the thing that I think I've just it's just become so real to me um and so important that we don't just sit back and watch life pass us by. I did that and that is my biggest regret. My biggest regret is that my older children didn't see i mean even as a bigger person what they experienced was was a very shut down closed down mother and i have so much regret that that was their experience but i have made so many changes and i'm so determined that that is not that is not how i want to live on the inside anymore and i think the kids would have been fine with you doing that at your biggest probably you know just what? to have you there they probably would have been and they're the things that that I can't change and the things and that time that we can't get back so regardless of size regardless of how big you are if there's things that you're wanting to do don't allow a number to be the determining factor in your life wow just go out there and live your life because no matter your size, you are worthy of taking up space in this world and you don't have to sit in your in your room or in your home and feel like you can't participate because you can. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm absolutely loving this conversation today, you know, where we've been talking about our, our vision for, for our stream yeah. our podcast and really what it is is it trying to inspire people mm. to live their best life regardless of yeah. where they're at i mean i look i was a, a mum of five who basically the reason that i that i grew enough belief in myself to be able to have weight loss surgery and what actually sparked it um that i would even go down that path again was i had done a course I wanted to be able to get out of the work that I'd been doing I'd been running my own business for a number of years but I wanted to be able to move out of that and into something else and I'd done this course I'd done two actually two courses and I, it was my graduation ceremony and I arrived and there were no robes that would fit me oh, and wow. walking across the stage in a robe that was far too small I decided that night if me, just an ordinary person, a mum of five, can get up and actually do a course like this and graduate, maybe I can change my physical appearance as well. Maybe I can get a hold of my health. Maybe I can change the way that 
I'm able to go about my days, maybe I can become more active. And that night was the night that I changed my health insurance. And that was the day that I decided that I was going to have gastric bypass surgery. And all it takes is just a tiny little bit of belief. But honestly, if you don't have any, then feel free to borrow mine. Um, or reach out to us. Yeah. You know, we, we, we want to be here to support people. Because honestly, your life, your future is so worth it. It's worth the fight and the struggle. So, yeah, you know, like don't don't give up on yourself. I mean, I had given up on myself, but from that day I decided, no, that's it. And it was just one thing after another after another until eventually I had gastric bypass surgery. And my life today is so far removed from how it was then. It was hard, but it was absolutely worth it. Yeah. Wow. So one last question. Yeah. What would you say to that original surgeon? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's been a few times where I thought about sending photos um, of myself now. But honestly, what I would say is thank you because I've learned how I would never treat people. Wow. Yep. From you. That is amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for, for being so open no, you're welcome. with us today. Um, now, one of my favourite times is Deals for Tiny Tummies. So this week on Deals for Tiny Tummies, we are going to be talking about Health Lab. So Health Lab um, is a little product that I stumbled across during this past week. Oh, my and goodness they do these protein balls now um they have a whole range but the one that i tried is health lab caramel white caramel salted caramel filled balls now they're plant-based and they're gluten-free which for me is important i have celiac disease and i also have um quite severe reactive hyperglycemia which you can get post weight loss surgery it's a complication um it's manageable but for me it's been a contributing factor in um, some of the restrictions that i have with products that i can eat now this product is a little bit higher in carbs than what i would usually eat uh, so each ball has 15.6 grams of carbohydrates and it's got nine grams of fat and 2.1 grams of protein so normally i would err on the side of having something that's a bit higher in protein but oh my god you need to put these in your mouth i was lucky enough to be here when when they arrived and oh my gosh and my goodness you, if you're gonna put balls in your mouth yeah <laughs> these are the these are absolutely the ones like just just amazing they they taste like th this particular one tasted like uh, a bounty bar, uh, bounty, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the coconut, and and it it just took me straight back to to that happy place as a kid when I when I had a bounty bar because yeah. I loved them, 
and having one we of could these, just share one yeah, yeah we shared one and it was so good yeah um would be even better with a cup of coffee yeah so totally recommend do yourself a favor go and find them so that was health lab caramel white caramel salted caramel filled balls yum plant-based and gluten-free now we want the barry chronicles to be a place where we can discuss your stories so if you would like to share about your journey the good the bad the awesome or the shitty actually on shitty i've got i've got a shitty okay well we a, a quick shitty story um kim and i were were out the other day and we went past this nice looking um well it was a food court and and one of the one of the stall things in there and i thought you know what their their spring rolls and that looked fantastic tasted fantastic i looked hilarious squeezing my butt cheeks together running to the toilet oh no yes well we uh, i think that most of us have at least one story like that but look we would we would love to hear yours so if you want to be able to share them with us and we would love for you to do that then you can email us at contact that's c-o-n-t-a-c-t at barrychronicles.com so that's b-a-r-i-c-h-r-o-n-i-c-l-e-s.com awesome on our next episode we're going to be talking to a really good friend of ours and and someone that we really care about his name's chen um he had his gastric bike pass about four months ago and had huge difficulties and it was actually a really scary time uh for his whole family for everyone that cared about him or cares about him being that he did survive and we will be talking to him <laughs> um but we're going to be talking to him and hearing about what happened where he is now how he's going how he sees his future and uh Can't wait. we actually Very found fun. out that he's, he's having some more treatments um so that's going to be great but we're going to hear all about that and we're really excited about that yeah i can't wait i'm really excited to hear what's up next for chen so thank you for joining us today on the barry chronicles we're proudly sponsored by uh, anyway if you would like to sponsor an episode then please get in touch with us at kaching no no i'm kidding <laughs> no, no, no. um contact us again on the email address and yeah we would really love to hear from you Thanks for listening and stay safe out there. See you guys.